Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and today in this episode, we're going to be talking all about the influencer. This is such an intimidating word and one that I think has been completely misunderstood. And also one of the things that we're asked to train on the most often, how do we teach people to become influencers on social media? Well, today for this episode, I'm bringing in an extraordinary individual, Dana Fortune, who's the Vice President of Digital Marketing for For Life. Dana's going to share her experience of what a true influencer really is and how absolutely anybody in their direct selling business, no matter what your technical skill, experience or ability is, can become a natural influencer. In fact, we're going to smash this word out of the park and totally change your perception of what an influencer really is and how you can become one. And I hope that by the end of this episode, you are feeling motivated and excited to take on social media in a whole new capacity. So, With no further ado, grab yourself a cup of tea or coffee. Of course, make sure you've got pen and paper ready because Dana shares a wealth of knowledge with you in this episode. Tune on in and enjoy. Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by Dana Fortune, the Vice President of Digital Marketing at for For Life. Welcome on in, Dana. It's great to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. I'm so excited. Uh, such a pleasure and I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today because I feel like this has been a really hot topic and I'm I'm really I'm actually looking forward to to kind of smashing a few theories out of the water here today a few concepts and thought processes that maybe we can realign and readjust for some of our listeners but before we get into the big topic and and the talking about influences today I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about you and your your experience in your career with For Life. You know, even beyond that, who is Dana Fortune for those of our listeners who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you before? Yeah, thanks, Sam. Thanks so much. Um, like I said, I'm happy to be here. I'm originally from New Jersey, and then I went to college in Florida, and then I moved to Utah uh, about eight years ago. And as most of you know, Utah is kind of like the capital of direct selling. And so my first job out of college was with a competitor of For Life uh, called LifeVantage. And I worked there for about two years in their marketing department. And when I was there for two years, I just, I learned, it was such a huge learning experience. I learned so much in in terms of social media, digital, uh, email marketing, SEO. And then I've been with For Life for about four years now. And I've been lucky enough to start on the social media team. And then I went from social media to the digital team, and then I moved to the position I'm in now. And so I currently have a team of, there's 10 of us, and wow. we, we just, yeah, we really own everything digital at For Life, and it's so much fun. I love that. And so, uh, yeah. you know, obviously being in the digital space, maybe you could, uh, for some of our listeners, because we were talking about, you know, the generations of uh, typical direct sellers and and their experience when it comes to, to digital and technology, et cetera. Um, can you just quickly explain the difference between social media versus digital? So what, how does that role a little different? What are you doing now that you weren't doing in your social media position? Yeah, for sure. So when I say digital, that's more, that, that is an umbrella that social will fall under. Um, so social kind of lives on its own little Island, if you will, but digital is really the website, our apps, our SEO, our email marketing, um, you know, web copy, blogs, and so all that fun stuff, our learning management system, which I'm sure one of your com- your companies had that as well. And then social media has its own team that encompasses our influencer marketing strategist, our content creator, our social media manager. Um, and so, yeah, they're their own little powerhouse right there. Yeah, awesome. And now, as we talk about digital and social media, 
you know, over the last few years, we have seen such a massive shift and massive change. But one of the things that I feel like I am hearing again and again and again, and particularly I will say from training departments and head offices is, you know, the power right now is in the influencer. And, uh, you know, in 2023, uh, you know, it's all about influencers. And, you know, please don't switch off. If you're listening to this right now and you're going, oh my gosh, there's that word again. I'm sick of hearing it. Just hang in there because we, we want to break this down a little bit. But just really quickly, Dana, what is your opinion of the power of the influencer in 2023? Yeah, and my answer might actually surprise you because I feel like it's reverting almost where people are seeing influencers come up on their feed and they see the word sponsored or they see mm-hmm. the tag above it saying paid advertisement or hashtag ad. And they're just scrolling because they know, we all know that it's a one-time fee. They're getting paid. They don't genuinely believe or even take this product, right? Mm-hmm. They were just shipped it to their house and they were like opened in like, oh, I have to create a, a post about this. So I don't believe that it's genuine. There's not a lot of authenticity into it. And these new apps that you see, like Be Real, what we kind of learn from them is that Gen Z or the younger generations are really gravitating more towards authenticity mm. and being authentic on these apps and no filters and you know not really curating the perfect content so much, but almost focusing more on who you are as a person and being really authentic. And so I believe this is you know my personal opinion that the influencer is kind of on its way out. And Mm -hmm. it's an extremely intimidating word that I don't want people to kind of get hung up on and like, oh, I have to have thousands, millions of followers to be successful. That's not really true in direct sales. And and yeah, we we can dive into that, of course, as well. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the word intimidating because this was actually, you know, this has been on my mind. And that word was in my next question, which is, you know, the word influencer itself is an intimidating word. And even, you know, um, I even think genuine influencers find it an intimidating word because it's a, it's about the comparison of, you know, them versus me. And am I popular enough? Am I not popular enough? And how do I get to be considered an influencer? And interestingly enough, uh, we're seeing a lot of influencers well, as well who have put all of their eggs in one basket, um, losing an entire source of income when something goes wrong, like that platform changes its policies or, you know, they lose their profile or whatever that might be. So we can get to that. But let's just talk for a moment about what a real influencer really is because I think the concept of influencer is a little misunderstood. Um So do you want to just sort of, I guess, speak into what you feel the definition of a true influencer is? I actually think we need to make up a new name for this, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think an influencer is an individual who is a subject matter expert on whatever their niche is. So let's take Mm -hmm. it, for example, let's say I'm into fitness, right? And Sam is wanting to get into the fitness space and I know a lot about that topic. I know how to, you know, have a healthy fit lifestyle. And so Sam comes to my page and she sees that I emulate that niche. I am that niche. I do that on a day-to-day basis and I'm considered a subject matter expert or I'm, I'm genuinely interested in fitness. And so I would be able to utilize my influence to say, okay, Sam, here's, you know, the meal prepping that I do. Here's my fitness routine that I do in the gym. Here's the lifestyle choices that I choose to make. And you can learn and be influenced through my lifestyle that you're seeing on my page, which is hopefully not, you know, so much sponsored posts, but more just genuine my lifestyle and how I truly am a fitness individual and how that is a passion of mine. Yeah. That's a really good way of explaining it. And I want to come back to the everyone for a minute, because I think there's this concept in our heads that an influencer is like 1% of the people out there. There's only, you know, a very small amount of people that can successfully be an influencer. And to a degree, whilst there might only be a very small portion of the population who is going to be, you know, the Kim Kardashian that comes out and, you know, dances in front of the mirror in her underwear and gets, you know, a, a million people buying whatever brand of underwear that was. That's not really what we're talking about here. Um, You know, how can anybody in direct selling 
and and more to the point, how should everyone in the in direct selling be utilizing influence to grow their business? And how do we break this down and kind of make it more understandable for people on a day to day level? Because I, I think we sort of we're seeing we're seeing influencers being this big thing where I just get you know hundreds of thousands or millions of views or likes. That's influence. What what else right. is influence? Because I don't. That's not how I see it. I yeah, know it's not totally. how you see it either. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's not how I see it either. I believe that you know the influence that you have amongst the followers that you have is powerful enough, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about Sam how this is a relationship business at the end of the day. And and if you have 500 authentic followers, as opposed to 500,000 followers who might be bots or individuals that you've Mm -hmm. bought or purchased those accounts, it's more authentic to market towards them. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of go off of this Alex Earl phenomenon currently on TikTok. Are you familiar with her, Sam? No, How she, <laughs> so she just, she's really big on TikTok right now. Yes. And she's been growing, um, just, just the numbers that she's been gaining in terms of followers is something that TikTok has never seen. It's almost like Addison Ray, uh, era kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And she's just what she does every day is she does the same exact thing. She gets, she says, Hey, get ready for me with me. I'm going to work, get ready with me. I'm going to class. And she does the same makeup routine every single day. And she just documents it and walks you through her day and how she's going to go to class today and how she has a hard math test or whatever it may be. And people are living for it. They just Mm -hmm. think it's the most amazing thing. But if you watch one of her videos, they're all the same. They're all exactly the same. And so why I bring her up is that, you know, she grew overnight. And of course, she's this beautiful individual, but what she's doing it isn't really, you know, rocket science, right? She's not doing anything that's like, yeah. wow, she's, you know, so talented or so, you know, so cr- uh, just, I want to follow her. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, a normal college student getting ready. Yep. And so I think what I always tell our affiliates to do at For Life is if you have something that you're truly passionate about, and I'll just keep keep with the fitness theme. And if you you know showcase that through your lifestyle on your social media platforms of choice, people will start to identify you as, oh, you know what? I'm going to ask Dana um, what Pilates class she just mm-hmm. took, or I just saw that she took a Pilates class. And then if you get a step further, And if you start incorporating the products that you take or you use on a daily basis as well, it seems more authentic and it seems more like, okay, you know what? She actually does use that product. She's not being paid to use that product. Clearly, she actually has a relationship and a passion for it. And that's, I believe, where the conversions and the conversations and the the genuine curiosity is going to form is, is through that type of marketing on social media. Yeah. I think, you know, the key in what I'm hearing from what you're saying as well, and I completely agree with this, is it's the journey. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the really funny thing is we are talking about social media, yes, and that's where the word influence has become such a big thing. But the thing that we've got to remember is that we influence using this method in in our everyday lives as well. And we've done it since we were babies, since we were born. You know, you are passionate about something, you believe in something or you love something and simply having a conversation with someone about your experience. Just think about the last time you read a great book and you were telling somebody about how great this book was. That's influencing because what you're doing is you're sharing your experience, what you did, what you loved. Now, that person may or may not choose to read that book, but I guarantee you that the next time that they think about what book am I going to read next, it'll it'll come into their mind that, hey, Sam was telling me about this book she really liked and, you know, they'll then make a decision on it, you know, based on whether or not it's right for them. But the point being is that's influence. You've influenced them to think about that thing or that product or, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you've got a favorite recipe or a favorite, uh, you know, um, I was going to say a, a Biscuit. My kids have been at home baking yeah. choc chip biscuits today. So I've got a bit, you guys call them cookies. So let's go with the mm-hmm. word cookie. <laughs> you know, you're cute and you're telling everyone, Levi, my son has been walking around telling everyone about how amazing choc chip cookies are. And yeah. uh, I'm thinking, you know, it's just a choc chip cookie, but suddenly 
everyone else in the family just wants chocolate chip cookies and the other kids are saying, can we make chocolate chip cookies? Because Levo's telling us how amazing they are. That yeah. influence, that's what we're doing. We're simply sharing our experience as a journey. And, you know, it's really funny. I was talking to someone yesterday, Dana, who I had a look at her social media profile, her, her mm-hmm. uh, Facebook profile, and I noticed that everything was, you know, buy this, here's this product, you know, join the business, da, da, da. And then I flicked to somebody else who um, was sharing their journey but never once mentioned the products, never once mentioned the company. She was actually somebody who'd been on a weight loss journey. And interestingly enough, she was sharing her journey but she was leaving a lot to be, she was creating huge curiosity and intrigue because everyone's watching her losing all this weight. And of course, everyone's yes. asking, how are you doing that? I do it, yes. And she's sharing her experience. And she was uh, suggesting that she was taking certain things to do it, but she wasn't at any point saying, here's my product, you know, you guys mm-hmm. need this too. And of course, she's actually built this particular person who, who's who been sharing this journey over yeah. The last six months has built a business that is now earning over twenty thousand dollars a month um, nice. through not mentioning their products, but simply sharing her experience because she's influencing others to want to do what she's doing and be a part of what she's doing, and it feels Absolutely. so much more genuine. So, sorry, that was a very long way of saying <sighs> I think we. I, I feel like there's this this concept that influence is only done on social media, and it just isn't. Mm-hmm. It's a part of who we yeah. are and what we do. Oh, a hundred percent. And if your if your product, if your company's product is truly a product that you believe in and you take on a daily basis, which I hope it is, yeah. um, you just have to document or showcase even on your stories on Instagram and Facebook how you're taking that product every single day. I have a cousin, and she is a mom, a new mom, and she always, every single morning, without fail, she shows a story of her mixing her mommy juice into her favorite mug every single morning without fail. And it, and it powers her through her day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, she, you know, okay, at first, okay, she's doing it again. Okay, wait, she made it through three o'clock without a crash. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of interested here. Okay, you know, it tastes really good. Oh, there's a new flavor. I'm trying a new flavor today. And then finally, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her, Alex. What, like, tell mm-hmm. me about this product because I see you are clearly passionate about it. You take it every day yeah. and you know, you, you can offer me a discount that no one else can. I think that right there is me reaching out to you, which is what we all want because I'm genuinely curious. And the fact that we have that relationship already, right? She's my cousin. I follow her yeah. and I know that she's a new mom. We have this rapport and that she can offer me this discount that no one else can. Mm. we all can do the same thing. You just have to identify which product you want to showcase in your daily life. Right. And I always say, you know, it's I, I'm jealous of the companies that have skincare and makeup and hair care because <laughs> my job is to make these supplements look sexy. <laughs> yes. And that's not necessarily, you guys have the easier job, I always say, yeah. because it's not easy to be like, okay, how are we going to showcase how we're taking these supplements? Yeah. But if I just yeah. show, okay, good night, everyone. I'm going to do my, my nighttime skincare. <laughs> I'm going to take my makeup off now and you can see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my night, uh, my nighttime routine with my skincare, or yeah. I'm going to put my makeup on just like the Alex Earl or, I'm, or you know, my hair looks shinier, it grew three inches in a, a few months. Then I think that's much easier to showcase. And, and yeah. so if you have a product that you believe in, I, I highly encourage you to just start just start talking about how you use it on a daily basis and people will start identifying you with, oh, okay, wait, Dana is using this hair care and her hair does look a little different. And so people, I promise you, your followers are watching. Yeah. If you, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, they're watching what you do, what you post and they take a mental note of it. So don't get discouraged if people aren't reaching out if they're not liking, if they're not reacting to it, they're not commenting, messaging you because they are paying attention. Yeah. And yeah, you'll notice that after a while. That is, that's such a big point. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I was actually going to grab that from you a second ago, because I, you, you said that you were talking about the consistency, but one of the things we talk about in our trainings when we're doing, uh, whenever we speak to a group of people is I'll encourage people with this one core thing. 
Just because they're not interacting does not mean that they're not watching. And you've got to remember, you know, think about how do you use social media? When you're scrolling through your feed at night, uh, are you liking or commenting on every single thing Mm -hmm. that you pause on, that you look at, that you pay attention to? And if you don't like it or comment on it, does that mean that you didn't remember it, that it didn't have an impact or impression on you? No. And so your audience are also behaving in the same way. They're scrolling through. And every time someone sees your post, even if they didn't stop on that one, they saw it. They they saw it. Exactly. And so you've got to keep in mind, you know, like this person I was talking about, um, the one that, uh, by the way, the very first one I mentioned, needless to say, she was getting no interaction whatsoever mm-hmm. on her feed. You know, this constant here's the product, here's the business, here's everything you need to know about it. The other person who was just simply sharing her journey and and telling her story but not necessarily talking a thing about the products, um, it was really interesting because she was getting a lot of interaction, just people that were cheering her on and excited mm-hmm. for her. But one day she suddenly put a post up and it was sort of similar to what you were talking about before, Dana, where she um, she was taking a collagen supplement and it, it only came up on this one day. She never told anyone what it was. And suddenly she uh, she puts up a post of her um, with the collagen on the spoon um, uh, about to take it and, she's, and she she had like a really simple line that went with it and and it was it was you know um you know kicking off my day as usual so excited for what this day is going to bring and that was it yeah. and off the back of that one post you should have seen she would have had hundreds of comments by that point saying what is that? Can you tell me yeah. more? What are you taking? I want to know how I want to know how you're losing yeah. all this weight. And so of course suddenly everyone wants to know a little bit more, but the thing about it is is it's about the consistency. If mm-hmm. you show up once, and I think this is where influencer, the word influencer has become really misunderstood because there's this concept you were talking about at the beginning Dana where people do get paid to do one post. Yes. And yes that happens. They've got, you know, big followings and 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 somebody who has got a big following can simply you know in this instance these you know um tiktok influencers etc that are getting people showing up and watching them every day because they've shared that journey and i want to be really clear about that it's because they've been sharing their journey and people are now influenced by what yes. they do that they can show up with one product and suddenly that product sells out just like that because everyone wants what that person's doing but that right. comes first with consistency and that person has been consistently showing up authentically prior to that point. So I really feel like the point here being, and I want to get to the technical aspect for a sec, Dana, because yeah. again, I think there's a lot of people that assume in order to be good at at influencing on social media, I therefore have to be tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And can we just smash that one out right now? Like, yeah. what, What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> Oh yes, you definitely don't have to be tech savvy. It's it's on these platforms, Meta, especially you know Facebook, Instagram, make it so easy to create a reel or make a post or do a story and add interactive polls in your stories and questions and stickers and gifts, and because they want you to use this technology, so they're not going to make it hard. Mm-hmm. And I and now more than ever, it's easier to do so. And kind of kind of backtracking here when you said, you know, individuals that that post and we don't want them to get discouraged if no one interacts with it. There's there will come a point if <laughs> when, you know, they'll get a little bit discouraged. But let me give a tip that I like to give out is ask for opinions or ask mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. Um, just like a genuine, genuine, um, a genuine question that will uh, allow people to give their own advice or give their opinion. Cause who doesn't love giving their own advice? You know, like, uh, it doesn't have to even be about products. It can be like, where's the best place to go in Hawaii uh, on Maui. And they'll give you this advice and they'll be like, Oh, what are you looking for? And that'll spark a conversation. Everyone wants to be the expert, right? (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's the expert. And so oftentimes if you feel like you're in this lull, of people not responding to you, I always say, ask a question or, you know, make it, make it easy for them to reach out to you and, and start that conversation because there will be times where it's discouraging when you are posting all this stuff and you're listening to the advice that Sam gives you and it's not being fruitful. It's not working. Um, so yeah, definitely 
ask, talk to people, talk to your followers. I always say that I love Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid to admit it. I love her. I think she's amazing. Do I know her? No. But do I know everything about her life? Yes, because she broadcasts it on her Instagram, yeah. on her social media platform. So I feel like I know her. The same thing applies to your followers, especially if you don't have many followers, they're following you for a reason. Yeah. And if you're posting about what you're doing and, and what you're eating and where you're going and what your dog's name is, they're going to know you and feel like they know who you are and yeah. want, and feel like, oh, you know what? I actually do know Dana. She has a, a dog named Snicker and she has a son and she likes fitness and she likes this and that, but we don't necessarily have to be talking every single day. It's mm-hmm. the way that you're marketing it about yourself that people will then get to know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And what about those people that are thinking, oh, well, I want to grow my business, but I don't really want to broadcast my personal life and and all the ins and outs of what I do, which is a very real question. We have this come up a lot. Uh, you know, I don't want to share my kids and I don't want to share my family life. You know, what would you say to that? Yeah, totally. And you don't have to. Um, you don't have to. And oftentimes, um, it's not going to be the stuff that that converts anyway. Um, Facebook is a great platform for that, especially if you want to just talk, if you want posts to go to specific people, Facebook actually makes it really easy for you to pick the people that you maybe Mm -hmm. want to broadcast a specific lifestyle with. So if you want to showcase your kids to them, it allows you to do that. Um, so you can be, you know, you can be private if you, if you would like to, we often like to tell individuals that their, their account should be public, but I'm being hypocritical when I say that, cause my, my account is private yeah, and you just, yeah, you just have to, you know, when you, you network individuals and you form that relationship with them in person, you just say, Hey, you know, follow me, follow along with my lifestyle. And then maybe you can showcase it there. And then those relationships are more authentic anyway. Yeah. So if you don't want to showcase your lifestyle, you don't have to, and don't feel pressured to do it either because I'm a private individual as well. Um, just, you know, I would definitely look into targeting posts on Facebook or just being a private account and picking and choosing who your followers are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what you said before as well, Dana, is really important. That is pick, you know, having your niche and your expert, uh, you know, your genius zone, your, your area that is your expertise. And I get a lot of people will say to me, oh, but I'm not an expert in anything. Yes, you are. You're passionate about many things. You're clever, you know, in, in the space of many things. You have knowledge that people would love. And more importantly, it's not about what you know that others don't know. It's about what you're passionate about. And, right. you know, that passion doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to the product. It more than likely will have some relation to the business or the product. But at the end of the day, your audience may actually be connecting with you over something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I often use the 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 houseplant scenario because we, we talk a lot about uh, special interest groups inside of our courses and the fact that a special interest group is a really great place when you identify who your niche or your ideal customer is. Um, going to special interest groups of those people when you know what they care about is a great way to learn about them, find more of those people and interact with them. Um, And so, you know, using the houseplant example, if you identify that your ideal customer is someone who loves houseplants and gardening, um, Mm. even though your product happens to be a health-related product, it actually opens up the conversation, allows you to bring in conversation and influence people by first starting with something that you have, you share as a common interest and sharing your journey in that space. So, you know, influence doesn't have to be about, you know, here I am, here's my product. Um, you know, here's how I use my product all of the time. It can sometimes Mm -hmm. be about, here's something I care about and I'm passionate about that we connect over. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, <laughs> this is also another part of my life. I also am really passionate about looking after my health. But because people have connected with you and related with you over this other common interest, they're more likely to listen to you when it comes to this area too. And suddenly you've got people going, oh, you know, I was thinking I probably need to lose some weight. That's really interesting. I'm going to listen to you because I get you. You and I like houseplants. Yeah. We've just, we're the same yeah. people. So exactly. I hope that makes sense, but it's, it's that. No, it, it makes sense. Cause again, it's, it's, it goes back to it being a relationship business, right? Yeah. Like if you and I have a common interest, we're both in this, in this fitness group together. And then I'm like, Oh, Sam, by the way, 
you know, I also have these nails, like you admire my nails once we, you're very like, well, we have this one connection. We have this relationship. I'm more keen to listen to you than someone else because we already are connected in that way. Exactly. So yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. join new groups. Um, I was, I was listening to this podcast this morning that was actually saying that community marketing is going to be bigger than influencer marketing mm-hmm. in this coming year in 2023. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, what do direct sellers do best? We're best at community. Absolutely. And so I was like, this is our year. This is the year where we get to bond over community. And even if yeah. it's not, like you said, the community or the the niche that your products are over, that's still okay. Cause you're still making relationships. You're still making connections and you can have, be more comfortable to have that conversation about the products yeah. later on, just because you have that sense of community, which I think is really exciting for us. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to see where our community is going this year. We've seen so much shift in groups and how they're being used. Uh, There's a whole lot of features that are on their way in as well, which I know are going to really enhance the ability to be able to bring community together. So, you know, the first thing I would say in that space is just keep watching because, you know, as those, as you see this push towards community step into it, don't watch from the outside, be a part of it because it is what you guys are really great at. Um, you know, you know, you know how to bring people together. You know how to be part of community. You are part of community. It's it's what you guys do really well. Um, but just coming back to the the influencer concept, just for a little second here, you know, our listeners, many of our listeners are people who either have had direct selling businesses for many years and want to be better at social media, or they're people who are doing amazingly well and want some more tips, or people that are just beginning their business and feel really unsure which way to go. For any of those people, what would be, say, your top three tips for being a natural influencer on social media, no matter what Ooh. their technical skills are? Yeah. My my first tip, and this is something that I always say, is find the product that you use the most mm-hmm. and that is going to be social media friendly. So I'll even make it hard on myself. I'll, I'll, use, <laughs> I'll use the supplement product, but this is my favorite product. Mm -hmm. And this is a total body recovery product. So how can I market this or how can I showcase it, case this on my social media? Well, it's total body recovery. So I know that I can mark say, Oh, I'm taking my two capsules after my vigorous workout. Okay, fine. The next step who can also benefit from this product? Well, I know that individuals that also work out can benefit. I know that you know, my husband works out, he can benefit my in-laws. It's a total body recovery product. So a lot of people can benefit from it, right? So identify the product, identify how you can market on social media, identify who would be interested in that product, and and then kind of curate or plan out how you're going to incorporate it into your lifestyle and how you can document it, right? So just saying, okay, here are these two, two capsules. I'm going to take it, uh, on, on a daily basis. And so definitely that's one of my tips is if you don't have a product that you, that you use on a daily basis, find one, develop a relationship with that one, become passionate about Mm -hmm. this one, because when you're passionate about your product, it really shows. And it's more, it's, it's easier to then talk about it with others. Yeah. Um, so that would be, I know that was more than one, but that'd be my first tip. Yeah. My no, second tip awesome. and my second tip, which probably should have been my first tip is don't be intimidated. I know that it, especially in post COVID era, there's this, there's a saturation, right. Of all these digital marketers, all these creators, these influencers, and it makes it really difficult for someone to stand out. I promise you that you stand out to your followers because they're following you. They're following you for a reason. They want to know about your lifestyle. They're engaged. And like we mentioned before, they might not seem like they're interacting, but they're watching. They're watching. They're what we call the creepers, right? <laughs> they might not be engaging, but they're, they're, they're watching you. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to just showcase your life because one of my favorite quotes is, you know, I'd rather say, oh, well, then what if I'd rather get zero likes <laughs> and at least have put myself out there and tried than mm-hmm. to have never posted at all and not know the outcome. Yeah. 
So first tip is to identify the product. Second tip is to not be afraid. And the third tip is to just be educated in terms of social media. You don't have to be an expert. You do not have to be an expert, but but stay on top of the trend. Stay on top of you know what's happening right now. I got a notification today that the CEO of Meta is saying that we don't necessarily need to put out as many videos as we used to. So mm-hmm. you don't have to prioritize reels, which I know can be really intimidating. Uh, the exciting thing about that is that we can post more, more carousels, more photos. Um, and so just, just staying on top of the trends on social media is going to help you and benefit you get more eyes on your content if you're a public yeah. account. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you know, it's really funny you bring that up because I've noticed a real dip in uh, Reels performance Reels. over the last few yeah. weeks. I have you noticed that? Yeah. And, and when I saw that come out today from one of these followers, uh, one of these social media marketers I follow, I was like, oh, thank goodness, because it's about time yeah. <laughs> that we kind of go back to what Instagram is all about, which is photos and sharing photos yeah. and not trying to just replicate what TikTok is. So that's exciting yeah. for us, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I just want to add one more tip to that as well, which I think you've already really touched on, but I want to, um, I, I guess, highlight it is when it comes to being an influencer, when it comes to being effective on social media, when it comes to growing your following, when it comes to relating to people, the most important thing you can ever do is be yourself. Yes. Um, and yet what I see a lot of people doing is thinking, oh, I have to reword that. I have to get that just right. I have to take the right photo. I have to, you know, I look different. I, I need to do a flat lay. I need to make, you know, everything look perfect. And, and my wording's not right. I'm going to steal some wording from someone else and adjust that and, and the thing is, at the end of the day, number one, people are going to, the reason the stuff's often not performing is because you're not being you and people can smell it. They just don't feel a connection. They're not resonating with you. But the moment you show up and you start sharing who you are in your story and what you're passionate about in your words, remember that people think the way they speak. So if you're using words and and sentences and putting them together in a way that you wouldn't be having with people in real life. They're also not consuming it the way that they would in real life. So just be you, be yourself. That's what people are looking for. That's what they're going to relate to. Um, And that's probably, you know, 80% of the work done right there. (laughs) Have conversations like you would in real life. That's what people want. They want more of that real connection. They're hungry for it. I know. Being authentic is so powerful. It's, it's, it's something that is going to be more and more popular moving forward. So we talked about earlier about how the younger generation really gravitates toward being authentic um, is going to be powerful when it comes to marketing on social media. So no, I'm I'm glad you said that because people aren't going to be, you know, Photoshopping or using filters. Oh, it drives me nuts. You You know, it's really funny when I see an Instagram feed and it's all this, you know, perfect flat laid pictures. And I think, I, you know, I, I see that. I see your product there and your product looks beautiful, but I don't feel like that's a product I can take. I don't feel related to that product. I don't feel connected to it. But if I see it in your hands with your face, if I if I feel like it's real and it, and it's you know it sort of reminds me of those TV ads. Do you know you ever yeah. notice? Actually, sorry, I'm going to take a different tangent here. Have you ever noticed that when you t- you see a spider on a wall, this is a thing for me because I got a huge fear of spiders. And you take you think that's huge. You take a photo of it to send it to someone to say, "Oh my gosh, look at this huge spider!" And they always look so tiny. Yeah. And then last night I did this, right? There was a, I thought it was time to spray our house again, but there was a huge spider on the wall and it looked, and I'm petrified of spiders, but it looked really small in the photo. I was like, I have to get across how big this is. So I yeah. put my hand in the picture next to the spider. This is how dumb it is. So people can see how big the spider is. And of course, uh, suddenly the spider looks real. People are like, oh my yeah. gosh, yes, it's huge. But yeah. <laughs> It's a really random way to explain this. My listeners understand. We call it Sam Live. I could go off any tangent at any time and tell any weird story. But my point here being is you put yourself into the image, you put yourself into the photo mm. and there's perspective. Yes, exactly. And people can connect with that and relate to it in a, diff- in a way that they can't if you've got this beautiful, perfect, curated photograph of all of your products, um, which might be great from time to time, but people will relate to you. They relate to human yes. element. Yes, a hundred percent. And and that's, that's the key right there to, to, you know, like you talked about that individual, 
a distributor who was losing weight and she was just showing, you know, just taking you on the journey with her. And I think that's so powerful. And there's no, there's no question or no wonder as to why she's doing that much revenue each month is because she's being authentic with her weight loss journey. And people are just following along because they want to know how she's doing it and want to follow her journey. I think that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the key. I think there's also that element though of curiosity where people are going, what is, what is she doing? Maybe <laughs> one day if I keep watching her, I might catch her out and figure out yes. what she's doing. And she really was doing without realizing, and I know this individual really well, I've been coaching her for a long time and we were chatting about this and she's been really working hard on the curiosity style uh, mm-hmm. style of posting and it's had such a huge impact. Whereas before, she's actually been with She's currently with two different direct selling companies and the other company she's been with for a lot longer. And for years, she's just been sharing the product, the product, the product. Suddenly she's gone Mm -hmm. over here and gone, I'm going to start this business, but I'm not going to tell anyone what it is. I'm just going to share my journey. And she's gone from this one business over here, which was completely unrelated. They're not in competition to each other, the two companies, but the product over here may be making $2,000 a month as a leader to suddenly making $20,000 a month in, with the other company that she's with in, in just six months, just simply, simply by oh, sharing that journey and yeah. not telling anyone what it was. And I really, even me, I knew what the product was. And even I was sitting there going, is she going to tell us today what she's yeah. doing? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But the amount of people reaching out saying, tell me more, tell me more. I know. And it's, it's really difficult to, to, do that effectively, I believe, because oftentimes yeah. our distributors are so passionate about the product. They're like, I lo- I don't, I need everyone to take this right now. Let me tell you what it does. Let me, here's let what's me- in it. Here's how much it costs. Here's the link. Yeah. Yes. And trust me, I do not fault you. I'm extremely passionate about our products as well. Mm. And it just takes getting people to that stage in your relationship and generating yeah. that curiosity in order to have those conversations. Yeah. But because people are so passionate, they want to scream it from the rooftops. And sometimes one of two things happens. I can Google it and I can find out that, oh, okay, what this product is. Okay. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Or I can Google it. I can find it on Amazon and I can purchase it. And you don't want that to happen. And so taking the curiosity generating route or what we call attraction marketing route is going to be so much more beneficial. And I think your case study just proves that right there. Yeah. 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 I 100% agree with you. And it doesn't mean don't be passionate. And, you Mm. know, there are different ways of doing this. I've just shared one example of someone who's taken it to the extreme. And I've seen many people do it that way. But yeah. you can still share the product openly as well. And, I, you know, we've oh, yeah. uh, we've done a lot of work with our, our friends at Juice Plus as well here in Australia and a lot of them, you know, sharing simple things like their recipe for their shake today, you know, yeah. and it, everyone knows what they're putting into it. They're not hiding that. But then they're also not openly saying, here's the product, here's the link, here's what's in it, here's how much it costs, here's how you mm-hmm. buy it. But what they are doing is saying, here is what I'm having for breakfast today. And they're sharing, you know, the ingredients of the smoothie that they made up this morning or a picture of them drinking the smoothie. And, you know, then at lunchtime, you know, like you said earlier, the comment that, oh, my gosh, I'm still, like, feeling full and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um And so that's just sharing that journey. It doesn't mean you hide necessarily the product, although that can be a clever strategy depending on what business you're in and and how that works for you. But it's simply about sharing what you do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm such a big believer in there has to be a congruence between, um, you know, an influence has to come from the person. Like you can't influence Mm -hmm. if you're not using the product, if you don't believe in the product. It simply doesn't work. It's no longer influence. You're just a retailer. You're just selling a product. Um, so yeah, look, uh, I think for me, this is such a big, powerful topic because we often get asked, um, can you come and keynote speak to our field and tell everyone how to become influencers? And it's like, right, we need to start by explaining what influencer really means and, and how Mm -hmm. to, how you are already doing this. And and that's, I think the key here, you hear that word and you think, how can I do it? You're already doing it. You do it every day. It yeah. doesn't matter if you have 20 followers, if you have 20,000 followers, you're already doing it. Yeah. And I, oftentimes I guarantee you that the 20 follower person will convert more than the 20,000 yeah. follower person. Yeah. I guarantee that because it's more authentic that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. So don't get hung up on the word influencer. No. I would get rid of it if I could. I promise you. <laughs> I, I have an influencer marketing team yep. on my team, but no, I, I promise you that um, you are already doing it. Yeah. Definitely. You, you guys do it in everyday life. All you're doing is you're converting that online. And if you think about what sort of conversations do I have with friends over a coffee or at a barbecue mm-hmm. or when I go out for dinner, um, and you know, you know, there are people that buy things because you've experienced it and you've shared yeah. that experience. It's no different. You're just taking that online. Um, so share your journey, be yourself. It's such a big thing. Um, lastly, just cause I know that we're, you know, we could chat, I think for another hour about this <laughs> and, and still have more to talk about, but, um, being that your wealth of experience, Dana, in social media marketing and digital marketing, I'd love for you to share with our audience. Cause after all, you know, we teach social media. That's what we do. I'd love for you to share your top three, uh, tips for social media t- for our audience, um, to up their game this year when it comes to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Can you share yeah. your top three tips for 2023? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For 2023. Um, I definitely would take into consideration what the meta CEO just said about, you know, videos and reels not being as important and just post more and start utilizing uh, interactive polls and questions on your stories because that's how you're going to start conversations. Mm. Um, so that would be my first two. The last one I would say uh, is is... And I know this sounds silly and you're like, you're going to walk away and be like, oh, that wasn't a good tip. But just have fun take back what social media was started for. And that was just mm-hmm. to have fun and, and document the life. And again, just going back to being authentic. Yeah. And because when you have fun with social media and if you make fun of yourself and if you show how you live your life and, and just the different, you know, nuances of your life and, and how you're doing and people will feel like they have this relationship with you. You know, I still have family in New Jersey and they still follow me on social or my friends and family follow me on social media and they know what I'm doing out here in Utah because they follow me on social media. Now, if I didn't post and if I didn't have fun and, you know, showcase stuff on my stories, they would have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And so take social media as a fun tool to document your life. And again, like Sam said, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, documenting your life or your lifestyle or your family on social media, that's okay too. Just start with things that you do feel comfortable with and just go from there. Cause I promise you that it's going to make someone feel like they have a relationship with you, even if you haven't talked to them in years. Yeah. And that's the power of social media is that you're, you're making connections and you're really, you know, going back to network marketing, you're marketing with your network or your followers. Yeah. And so just take back what social media is intended for. And that's having fun and documenting your authentic self. I think that is such an amazing, amazing tip and such a good reminder because really Facebook was originally created as a form of entertainment and at the mm-hmm. end of the day as a way to connect. And really that's yeah. what they're looking for people to get back to is entertain and connect. And so, yeah, I love that. And if you are having fun with it too, it, it's it's more enjoyable. It's not <laughs> such a drag. Um, so, yeah, yes. think of what is it that you love to talk about and what do you love to post about? What do you love to what do you love uh, you're interested in? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's often our, our dream customer, our niche, our ideal customer is also interested in similar things. So share yes. some of that stuff. Um, and, that, and that's like you, the word you just said, share. Mm-hmm. We often have sell in our mind. Yeah. I need to sell this. I need to sell. But what if you just shared instead, yeah. just shared what you're doing, just shared what you're taking, what you're eating, what you're doing on a daily basis, instead yeah. of being like, I need to hit this quota this month, then the sales will automatically come in because you're not so much focused on selling, more just sharing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what you know Facebook and Instagram is all about, just sharing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Uh, so I've got some fun questions for you, Dana. These Thanks. are my favorite questions. <laughs> I, I love hearing what people say when I throw these ones at them, and this is no exception. So I'm, I want to, let's start with the book for our book list. What's your favorite book for our Accelerator book list? Okay, so my favorite book, The Marketer in Me, and I bet you it's already on your list, is Building a Story Brand. Um, Just because I always say to my distributors is that it took my husband and I five years to date in order to get engaged. 
um, because we needed five years to build that relationship, build the trust. And then Mm -hmm. he asked me to marry him. Um, And that's the same way that you need to look at selling products on social media is that you need to build the relationship first before you start selling to them. So remind me, it was actually really funny. We both um, had the honor of speaking at social media day for the direct selling association of America a couple of weeks ago. That's where we met. And yeah. uh, I shared the story of uh, dating your customer before you asked them to marry you. And, and you know, a lot of our listeners have heard me talk about that story, especially if I've keynoted at any of your events. It's I, We have a lot of fun with this on stage and Greg gets up there and we really, you know, act it out. It's quite funny. But you then spoke and you shared <laughs> the same concept. And I'm looking at Greg going, check this out. And so, if, you know, of course, in the chat, everyone's going, it's all about marriage it's all about mm. dating today. <laughs> so it is such a big one though, dating your customers, dating people, building a relationship before you jump to engagement or marriage. Um, yes. Such a huge one. And I really loved that we were both on that same wavelength. I was like, I get this chick, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. Because the punchline always goes, if my husband proposed to me after one day of dating, I would be like, ew, like, I don't even know you go away. You're <laughs> I weird. That was how I explained it when I did my <laughs> <laughs> so yes, building yes. a story brand. If you're, you know, a marketer at heart, that's definitely yeah. a, a book I would suggest. I, I love suggest. it. Mm-hmm. And if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? So this one's really selfish, <laughs> but I think I would uh, teleport. Oh, do you know, flying and yeah, teleporting I'm, is actually our most common answer. Why is really? that selfish, okay. by the way? <laughs> Just because I feel like I could do better. I could be better with it. Like, oh, I can, you know, make food for anyone that is hungry. But teleporting would be easy just because my husband's from England. I'm from New Jersey. Mm. We have friends all over the place. So I think it'd be nice to see our family really at a, like that. <laughs> I don't think that's selfish at all. I think that's a really good superpower. <laughs> um, okay. So next one is what's your favorite quote? Oh, I actually said it earlier in the podcast. I said, I'd rather, my favorite quote is, I'd rather say, oh, well, than what if. And I say that with everything I do in life, because I truly believe that we need to try things. We're on this earth for such a short period of time. And I'd much rather fail and fail forward than have never tried at all. Yeah. And so that's really what I credit a lot of, you know, my, my career success towards is just trying new things, asking what if, and going from there. And if I, and if it fails, oh, well, at least I tried, you know, I don't have to look back when I'm, you know, 90 years old and I'm on my deathbed and I'm saying, oh, what if I tried that? So yeah, I'd rather say, oh, well, then what if any day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. And the very last question, Dana, is if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Oh, oh, that's, I really like that one. If I could say one thing to my, it'd be, be who you are and don't change for anyone. (laughs) I, going back to, you know, our our authenticity talk, Mm -hmm. I think just being who I am and not diluting my personality and, and asking, you know, developing relationships with individuals. So I'm a genuinely curious person and I'll talk to anyone. And my friends are like, come on, Dana, we have to go (laughs) kind of a person is just, is always who I have been. So I would, I wouldn't change who I am for anyone just because, you know, again, we're, we're only on this life or we're only on this earth for a short period of time. So just be who you are. Yeah, such a great piece of advice and the perfect way to wrap this episode up since that's what we've been talking about today. Um, We're going to leave you on that note because that's probably, I feel like, the most important point made out of all of this, really. So, look, Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been amazing chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit better and what a huge amount of wisdom you've provided our audience with today. So thank you again so much for your valuable time. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Yeah. Great getting to know you, Sam. Awesome. And thank you again to our beautiful listeners for tuning in to this episode today. Don't forget, if you love this episode, please share it with others. We want to spread the message. We want to help reach more people and help impact their businesses in the direct selling industry as well. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. That's it from us. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.